This is Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the word on all the cool, nerdy happenings at Peter White Public Library and the library universe beyond. From books and concerts to search engines and story times, the library nerds are in and ready to show you that being a nerd can be cool. Get ready, get set, get nerdy. Welcome back to Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the word on all the cool things happening at Peter White Public Library and the library universe beyond from the people who know it best, library nerds. I'm Marty Ackett, adult programming coordinator for Peter White Public Library, and joining me in the Hall of Nerds is communications coordinator for Peter White Public Library, Andrea Marsh. Welcome back to the podcast, Andrea. Hi, Marty. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Mom always listens, does she? I don't know. Um, I'm so excited to be able to sit down and chat with you again, Andrea. You know, and it seems like in the last few weeks, anyway, we haven't had a whole lot of time to sit down and, and catch up and talk, you know. Of course, it is summer, and there's all kinds of programming and events happening at Peter White, from concerts and reading challenges to movies and Dungeons and Dragons campaigns. It has been a whirlwind of a July, and August isn't slowing down at all. In fact, you could say that things at Peter White are just getting verse and verse. Whoa! Uh, so that is a clue, Andrea, as to what we're going to be talking about later. <laughs> it was terrible, but you know. I like it. Okay, there you go. Um, but before we head down the road not traveled, <laughs> another clue, we have to play another game of Word on the Nerdatria. I'm going to ask you three library nerd questions about yourself, and you have to answer them for the listeners. So, Andrea, are you ready to play? Word on the Nerd. Andrea, this is going to be a little game of Would You Rather. Bring it on, Mark. All right. I'm going to ask you three would-you-rather questions, and you have to truthfully answer them. And today, all of your questions will have something to do with one of my favorite topics, poets and poetry. <laughs> all right. So here is your first question. Oh, boy. Here we go. Would you rather publish your first poem when you are young and then never publish another poem during your lifetime or write poetry your whole life and publish only your last poem when you turn 75. Wow, I'm going to live that long. Okay, so I'm thinking I'm not a poet. But <laughs> you are. So disclaimer, I'm not a poet, but I am educated in art history. And I can think of one of the most popular artists today, past, present, future, Vincent Van Gogh. Mm -hmm. You know what? Tortured life. Couldn't sell a painting. <laughs> Psych war, you name it. But now, um, post rigor mortis. Yeah. Post, post rigor mortis. Mm -hmm. Man. <laughs> He's, doing pretty good. He's doing pretty good, but he never saw those millions and millions and millions, if not billions of dollars. Yeah. Mm, that would hurt, but at least his like his name is actually Well, here's another one for you. Emily Dickinson. You yeah. know Emily Dickinson. Oh, she's a poet. Yeah. She only published one poem in her entire life. Well during her lifetime. She's a popular lady. Yo, she is. So now which one are you gonna say? I'll publish a poem when I'm young and never publish again. Or 
or work and slave away at poetry my whole life and then publish your last poem before you die? I am going to side with my inner child mm -hmm. and who is quite brilliant <laughs> whenever she's able to come out. So like I thought my first poem was like amazing okay. to the point like horses are pretty, fields of clover. Um, I leap over the fence and Oh, are you are you writing this poem right now? Wow! I just feel like you know, children—they just have like an insight on life that we, we Actually, can't. Really I've always about. told people children are um are natural poets until it's it's beaten out of them by life. Yeah, until they like start thinking. It's just mm -hmm. like, oh man. Um. So yeah, I would my first poem. Your first poem, and then, and then never publish again. But you'd keep writing, and then when you die, people re recognize what a genius you were. And they're like, when she hit puberty, it all went down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this one was a difficult one for me to think about. I would probably take the work all your life and then publish your last poem and then die. Well, we all know that you're a brilliant poet. So, <laughs> like, you're like, fine, it's only going to get better. Well, I, I know. I know, but you know, that's the, if I had to make that choice, that's what I would make. All right. All right. So now, as you know, the questions might get a little harder. <laughs> so here's your second question. Would you rather be a poet or would you rather be the subject of a poem? Oh, I've always wanted to be a muse. And I think it goes back to our history because like you're looking at the muses and yes. they are just like, yep. oh, naked and mm -hmm. beautiful. And they're just always so like, mm, I'm fine. I'm a picnic. Like, uh, yeah, I would want to be a muse. You would want to be a muse. Yeah. Well, here, here's my promise. I will write a poem about you. You don't have to be naked on a blanket in order for me to be, <laughs> be my muse. Okay. Andrea Amire would appreciate no. nudity in the library, I'm, which there is no nudity in the library. No, absolutely. That is totally against the rules. But you know what? Um, when you hit our office and our office door, it's like uh, no judgment zone. It's a judgment free zone. <laughs> so, but you, you can be my muse. I will write something. <laughs> For you, yeah, okay, all right. So, I'm of course I would choose. I would rather be a poet than have a poem written about me. I, well, I feel like you're heading in the right direction. I, I think I'm yeah. there. Okay, are you ready for this? Last one, bring it up. Last question, probably the hardest, Andrea. Would you rather win the Pulitzer Prize for poetry, or be the poet at the next U.S. presidential inauguration? Oh man. <laughs> like having the you're talking like an international worldwide yeah. million people watching you at, yeah. at the presidential inauguration oh my gosh what would I wear <laughs> that's tough I would wear a hat you would wear a hat I would wear a nice hat okay. yeah, I'm going to side with like I want to speak in front of millions mm -hmm. of people mm -hmm. but I don't know what I would wear I would probably have like. You would more, be more worried about your outfit than the poem. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I do love public speaking. If you haven't figured that out yet, mm -hmm. and but yeah, I would probably have like five outfits, like set to go that day, and then like whatever color I was feeling. Mm -hmm. It would be a rainbow palette. Like I would wear something very colorful. With a well, you remember what Amanda Gorman wore? 
had that brilliant like yellow. It was so she well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Put me put me on the mic, Marty. Okay, put like, you on the mic. I would choose the presidential inauguration too. You know why? Why? No, well, because it's not the Nobel Prize, but also you stand a chance of making more money um, being the poet at the inauguration because once you hit that, Mm -hmm. then people want you to speak, people want you to do speaking engagements, people want you to teach. You're all over the news and everything like that. Everybody's taking that. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm a, I'm a struggling uh, poor poet. So I'm looking for, because after Amanda Gorman, like read, um, her speaking fees went from like probably nothing. She now gets like $100,000 for an in-person appointment. Uh, on that mic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So whoever, well, I won't say who whoever wins the next U.S. presidential election, because I have to be choosy here. But if the person that I'm hoping uh, wins the next presidential election, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We are going to get ourselves in so much trouble with this one. (laughs) All right. And we have come to the end of this special poetic edition of Word on the Nerd, this time with Andrea Marsh, communications coordinator for Peter White Public Library. And now the time has come, Andrea, for you to bust a rhyme. <laughs> what is on your mind today? I'm trying. I really am. I love it. <laughs> All right. So why don't you share with us the word? So, Andrea, what's on your mind today? Okay. So, listeners, I'm going to clue you in on how our office dynamics are. (laughs) At least a few times a month, Marty invites his poet friends into to workshop some poems to write together. And I'm over in my little corner. It's dark and (laughs) unorganized. And I'm just typing away, moving my mouse, clicking, clicking, clicking. And I'm hearing these elegant um words rolling off the tip of their tongues that transcends you into an alternative reality that is outside of our office (laughs) and and like they're brilliant and they just keep throwing these poems back to each other and like all i can do is just say "Ooh, (laughs) that moved me i don't have any formal education in poetry on and so like I want to write some poems, Mari. I want to be in the poet circle. Okay. Like, still like orbit in my own orbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not ready to like jump in. You, you're going to be jumping into the pool after this episode. Yeah. 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 You know, um, I mean, and Andrea, I mean, she, she's not, she's not giving herself enough credit here because she does recognize great poetry. She does. Thank you, baby. Um, and you know, and she's and she works hard for lots of the things that we do at the library, which are connected to poetry, Great Lakes Poetry Festival, the three-day international chapbook competition. Which, by the way, if you're planning on uh, registering for that, it is now closed. For the registration is closed because we have our 100 uh, registrants. So I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Um, yeah, and plus, you know, the Marquette Poet Circle is now under the umbrella of Peter White Public Library. So lots of things um, are, are poetry related in our jobs. Not to even mention a little plug from Great Lakes Poetry Fest 2023 when uh, Pulitzer Prize winner, poet Diane Sue, she zoomed in and I was 
blown away by the like the trauma that she was able to tap into and then she would pair it with humor he's amazing oh my gosh if you haven't read frank's sonnets it's so good draw yourself a nice little bubble <laughs> yeah Take your phone off and just dive into that. I know that people like have been ever since she won the Pulitzer. Um, people take that book and they like go on vacation with it, and they here's Frank. Here's Frank at the Eiffel Tower, and he's photos of of Frank, her book cover, everywhere. So like Frank and Diane, they travel with us wherever we go, and truly her her poems do. They they have lots of they, they, they do. So. On your list. So Andrea's being very brave today. I, this is I'm outside of my conversation. <laughs> so what we are going to do, um, and you are you all the listeners here are welcome to join in on this. I'm going to give Andrea and myself a poetry prompt, oh which is what we normally do when poets come in and do this, right? And then um she and I are going to write for about 10 minutes, mm -hmm. and then after that. Um, we will share what we have written, good, bad, or ugly. Oh, boy. Okay, <laughs> All right. So here's what you guys have to do. If you want to just listen, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You can just listen. Or you could, once I give the prompt, pause the podcast, sit down and write for 10 minutes and join us. And then you have a new poem as well as we have new poems as well. So that's, that's the way it's going to go. We're going to, I'm going to get poetry prompt. I'll pause. We'll write, and then we'll come back and we'll share, and it's going to be fantastic. And and Andrea is going to tap into her inner Emily Dickinson here. Maybe Shel Silverstein. <laughs> or Shel Sil Silverstein's a good poet too. You know. All right. So the way I usually do poetry prompts is I give, I I read a poem that hopefully will inspire. All right, and then give you a little prompt in relation to that poem. So this is uh, a poem by one of my favorite poets. Um, I've been spending a lot of time in Mary's company, Mary Oliver's company, um, this past year. So um, this and I, this is a poem I think that anybody that lives in the UP will appreciate too. It's called Porcupine. <laughs> Porcupine. So here we go. This is Mary Oliver's poem, Porcupine. Where the porcupine is, I don't know. But I hope it's high up on some pine bough in some thick tree. Maybe on the other side of the swamp. The dogs have come running back, one of them with a single quill in his moist nose. He's laughing, not knowing what he has almost done to himself. For years I have wanted to see that slow rambler, that thorn bush. I think what love does to us is a Gordian knot. It's that complicated. I hug the dogs and their good luck and put on their leashes. So dazzling she must be, a plump, dark lady wearing a gown of nails, white teeth tearing skin from the thick tree. Oh, Mary Oliver. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no, there's nobody better than Mary Oliver. Oh, how many great ways to describe funky pie? I mean, uh, the, the, the coat of nails. Yeah, yeah, that one really stuck out. I was like, it is a coat of nails. <laughs> All right. So are you ready? I'm so now ready. you're inspired by Mary Oliver. Here we go. So what I want you to do is I want you to write about an animal that you'd like to see in the wild, but have never seen in the wild, just like Mary Oliver. Like she's wanted to see a porcupine her whole life. Mm 
alive and hasn't seen a porcupine. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can pick any animal you want. You don't have to limit yourself to possible animals that you would see in the UP. You could write about any animal at all. Okay. Okay. So we're going to write for 10 minutes and then we will be back to share what we have written. And it's going to be brilliant. So brilliant, darling. Brilliant. So here we go. Pause, everybody, and write with us if you want. And we'll be back in just a little bit. time and uh as andrea looks a little stunned here <laughs> like uh, okay one i want to meet all the animals in the world <laughs> two it's like okay once i picked my animal i would realize like that was kind of a poor choice because i don't really know anything about you have it. to run with it yeah oh i ran with it okay good. and then the hardest part was like wrapping it up mm -hmm. like i got to like this i feel like it was Lots like a moment yeah. Like I got to like say what I needed to say. I made my point, and then I'm like, "Wait a second! Like, how do I conclude this? Like, I have to like." Maybe Oliver does it just like that. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> <Oliver>. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first? No, I do not want to go first. I think you should go first. I'm excited for this. Okay, okay, okay. So I don't make reference to the animal until <laughs> I'm gonna use my bougie poetry. <laughs> Until like paragraph three, stanza three. Okay, stanza three. Okay. And what's your title? You could name it the thing that you, because she names hers porcupine. Spoiler alert. Yeah. It's a wombat. A wombat. So this is called wombat. Then. Wombat. Okay, go ahead. Like a natural cotton ball dipped in dusty ash, hmm. the land down under holds you captive on its desert sands. Soft toe bean pans tap innocent marks in between aboriginal motifs of overcoming venomous snakes, spiders, and vicious climates, only to, to fall victim to the tragedy of the human condition. Little wombat, your, stu your stuffed animal self, find your hovel and remain to fill the space with soft downy, ideal for a daydream under the powers of the Australian sun. <laughs> nice. That, I don't know why you're ashamed of that or think that's funny because I think you did a nice job. Oh, thanks, Marty. You know, I could work on my poetic interpretation. But it's still really good. I mean, you, you did lapse into the whole William Shatner delivery at the end. I was like listening to Captain Kirk read poetry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> taking my time on the last one. In my head, it like sounded good, but you know what? All right. Wombat. Wombats. Okay, mine is a moose. Ooh. I've never seen a moose. I hope you do one day. So, moose. Here's my poem. They are all around like pine needles or bracken uh, or field mice. But I have never seen one with its building of body, crown of branches. They hide and seek with me, staying deep in the forest where the green heart of the world beats. I've heard they walk along lake beds, submerged, holding the oxygen in their lungs like buried treasure. That is what I want 
to see one climbing from the surf of Lake Superior, shaking off the water in great sheets, gulping fresh air, like something newborn, fresh from the womb of God. Marty Atkins, everybody. <laughs> there you go. So talented. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Holding your breath like treasures in your lungs. Shut up. They're like pine needles laying hide and seek. Oh my gosh. Marty is so brilliant. <laughs> you know, maybe we need to do this more often. <laughs> maybe maybe once a week we're going to have to do this. And just, uh... Uh, like in a few months, we'll do this podcast over again. And yeah. be like, wow. Wow. Really improved. <laughs> <laughs> Marty. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the word or words from Andrea Marsh, communications coordinator here at Peter White Public Library, about poetry, the three-day international chapbook competition, Marquette Poet Circle, and her own poem that yeah. she just wrote. And um, again, just a reminder for the three-day chapbook contest, it is closed. If you didn't get a chance to um, register. Um, this year, we will be doing it again next year, um, but this year, um, you're just going to have to enjoy whatever comes out of that. Yeah. So. And um, Marty, you know better than I do, but at the Great Lakes Poetry Fest last week of April 2024, mm -hmm. um, hopefully the winner of the three-day chapel contest will be coming to Peter White. And in some form. In some form and performing a reading from that chat book. Right. How, what are we going to find out who, who are the winners? The winners will be announced at the beginning of January. Cool. So Diane Seuss has about two months to, uh, once once the initial round of judging with the initial judges goes through and they pick the top five mm -hmm. manuscripts, they send that on to Diane Seuss. And then Diane Seuss has to do the uh, final ranking. So yes, um, I, we're excited about this. We're excited about partnering with Diane Seuss on this and it's going to be fantastic but I can't let you out of the poetry a nerd poetry workshop just yet Andrea first we have to find out what you've been reading that's been distracting you recently it's a little segment on the podcast we call off the shelf Andrea Andrea what book would you like to recommend today I got really excited Andrea yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, Marty, I've been super bad. I am reading like four books at once right okay. now. That's not bad. Um, so one is Running with Sherman, and it's about um, it's like an animal welfare story about a guy who saves this donkey from a, an animal hoarder in Pennsylvania, and he's now training the donkey to run with him in this ultra marathon, um, pretty infamous called Leadville. It's in mm. Colorado. A lot of lot of steep peaks. Um, the other one I'm reading is... What, do you know the author of Running with Sherman? Um, Christopher McDougall? McDougall? Mc, it's Irish. Okay. Christopher, Irish last name. Insert here. Okay, I'll, I'll just say McDougall for now. Okay. Check this show notes. You'll be able to find Thanks. it. Thanks. Yeah, okay. And then um, I'm reading Demon Copperfield by Barbara King. Copperhead. Copperhead. Demon Copperhead by Barbara King Solver. Oh my gosh. I told Marty earlier I had to take a pause. I'm listening to an audiobook form. You can find it on Libby and Hoopla. The narrator uh, really transcends you to um, the setting that takes place in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And um, I had 
to stop. It got a little a little too intense. It's a very intense book yeah. at times. Yeah. So good. And I it's been two weeks that I took a break from it and I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> and then I am reading I'm still reading Loon Feather. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, you talked about a little yeah. while ago. I had to get readers for that one. The print's too too small. <laughs> And or then, your eyes are just getting... Oh, <laughs> oh and then I'm reading Scooby-Doo with my son right now. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo and the Haunted House. Scooby-Doo, I'm going to put that in there. Doo yeah. and the Haunted House. In the house. Haunted House. And is he enjoying it? Yeah, we're having a lot of fun. It's, it's at the end of each chapter, you do like a little like, let's review the clues. Who are the suspects? And it kind of helps you think more like a detective for our, our younger audience. Nice. Yeah. Well, I got right. All right. Well, you know what? That's... No poetry in there, but maybe I had to throw you know, Some of the stuff that Barbara Kingsolver can be quite poetic mm -hmm. in her description. So, all right. Well, there you have it. Um, Andrea's recommendations of books that you should pick up off the shelf. And we have come to the end of this poetic episode of Library Nerds with Words. I want to thank Andrea Marsh, Communications Coordinator here at Peter White Public Library, for stopping by the Nerd Poet Treehouse today. <laughs> Come on. That was good. That was good. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Come back next week when I will be sitting down for the first time with Pat from the reference desk. I'm really excited about that, and so is she. So until that time, everyone, stay nerdy. Thank you for listening to Library Nerds with Words, Peter White Public Library's weekly podcast, giving you the word on what's cool at the library. The theme for the podcast is Happy Clappy by John Bartman, used courtesy of Pixabay. This episode was written and produced by Martin Ackett's and sponsored by Peter White Public Library. Until next week, pick up a good book, listen to some good music, watch a good movie, attend a great event, and remember, library nerds are the coolest people around.